Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wednesday, November 25th, 2020, and welcome to episode number 229 of the WWUS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, WCWUS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWUS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we, of course, get set to bring you, of course, the latest pop culture news and views courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you <clears throat> a look at our uh, look at uh, on this date, of course, in pop culture history in the world of movies, TV, music, and sports. Also, we'll get you, to get you ready for tonight's episode of Revolution. We will, of course, bring you some uh, several wrestling news tidbits, also courtesy of 411mania.com. If you care to chime in and, and listen in and give your thoughts and opinions on everything we discuss here tonight. Please feel free to give us a call here. Of course, the phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, <clears throat> 141-387-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Let's, of course, let's go and get this, of course, get underway here, folks. As we now, of course, go into, let me see here. Uh, as we, of course, get get set to get set to, uh, of course, uh, talk about our late, our pop, latest pop culture news and views out four eleven mania dot com. Thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WCWS radio network for uh, to read their for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, including <clears throat> including in addition to Outside the Ropes, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, uh, Raw Raw Radio, as well as Power Hour, as well as of course WCWS this morning, among others. Let's see what some of the some of the latest stories that we have, of course. Some of course I which I believe did come out, of course, yesterday, but we'll go ahead and bring you out. We'll do, we'll go ahead and discuss them here this evening. As we go to our first story of, of the night, courtesy of Jeffrey Harris, as Paramount releases a first look for the live action movie based on Clifford the Big Red Dog. Paramount Pictures has released a first look for the upcoming big, big screen adaptation for the children's book series Clifford the Big Red Dog, 
Of course, you can check out the teaser video featuring the first look at the live-action version of Clifford right here on this page. The upcoming movie is due out in theaters next year. Here's, a fit, here's an official synopsis of this. When middle schooler Emily Elizabeth, played by Darby Camp, meets a magical animal rescuer, played by John Cleese, who gives her a little red puppy, she never anticipated waking up to find a giant 10-foot hound in her small New York City apartment. While her single mom, played by Sienna Golroy, is away for business, Emily and her fun but impulsive uncle Casey, played by Jack Whitehall, set out on an adventure that will keep you on the keep you on the edge of your seat <clears throat> as our heroes take a bite out of the Big Apple. Based on the beloved scholastic book character, Clifford will teach the world how to love big. So we don't know when the official date, ladies and gentlemen, but of course it will be out sometime, of course, next year. And of course, we can't wait to see that there as well. I'm sure it will be a real big hit for, uh, of course, for those who grew up, uh, you know, uh, reading the Clifford books, of course, watching the cartoons on public television, and also, and, and of course, and, and of course, no doubt they'll definitely get a kick out seeing this movie when it comes out next year. Our next story here coming up from Jeremy Thomas that was posted yesterday. Netflix actually re removes Chappelle's show at the request of Dave Chappelle. Chappelle says he's not being paid for it. Hmm. If you were gearing up to watch Chappelle's show now that it's arrived on Netflix, bad news because it is gone, and that is at Dave Chappelle's request. Deadline reports that Netflix has pulled the comedy series from its service after licensing it on a non-exclusive basis and making it available back on November the 1st in the U.S., Chappelle was the man who actually made the request to Netflix, as he noted in a video posted to his Instagram account on Tuesday morning. In the video, which was filmed during one of his recent stand-up sets, Chappelle says that he asked Netflix, who he has a deal with for his stand-up specials, to take the show down, but he doesn't approve of Viacom CBS being able to license it without paying him any money. Netflix obliged. Chappelle noted that he fully understood understand what that what the uh, Viacom CBS is doing is legal. As a contract he signed did not give him rights to licensing profits. He simply doesn't think that's right, noting that he was naive at the time and signed a bad deal that everyone told him was a good one. He noted, people think I made a lot of money from Chappelle's show. When I left that show, I never got paid. They, being Viacom CBS, didn't have to pay me because I signed the contract. But is that right? I found out that these people were streaming my work and they never had to ask me or they never had to tell me. Perfectly legal because I signed the contract. But is that right? I didn't think so either. He continued, that's why I like working for Netflix. I like working for Netflix because when all those bad things happened to me, that company didn't even exist. And when I found out that they were streaming Chappelle's show, I was furious. How could they not? How could they not know? So what? So you know what I did? I called him and I told him that this makes me feel bad, and you know, and you, and you want to know what they did. They agreed that they would take it off their platform just so I could feel better. That's why I. That's why I f with Netflix because they because they, they paid me money. They do what they say they're going to do, and they went above and beyond what you could expect from a businessman. They did something just because they thought I might think they that might think that they were wrong, and I do. I think that if you are effing streaming that show, you're offensing stolen goods. Chappelle's show was a big hit for Comedy Central from 2003 to 2006. Chappelle co-creator, executive produced, and starred in the, on the show, which ended abruptly when Chappelle left the show over creative conflicts regarding what he was and wasn't allowed to say on it. The show is still available to stream on Comedy Central and CBS All Access and was recently licensed by... HBO Max. So, so ladies and gentlemen, there you have it right there. So that's the reason why uh, you don't see, uh, you're not going to find Chappelle's show on Netflix anymore. So, so, but you be the judge of that there, folks, indeed. Our next story here, Jeremy Thomas says, this story came out yesterday as Bloomhouse's Five Nights at Freddy's film planning a 2021 production start. The Five Nights at Freddy's, Freddy's movie is finally coming together. 
with production set to kick off next year. Scott Cawthorn, the creator of the popular horror video game franchise, posted to Reddit to confirm that the game's movie adaptation will begin production in the spring. Cawthorn ran through a series of screenplays that were written for the film and the various problems with them before describing the most recent draft, which is the final script. As a good mix, it has the best pieces from all the previous screenplays, not really any problems here, all the right characters, all the right motivations, all the right stakes. Yeah, we're going, we're going with this one. It's fun, it's scary, and, and it has a great central story. The film will be directed by Chris Columbus, who, all, who also produced alongside Cawthorn and Bloomhouse's Jason Bloom. Details on the script aren't yet known. Five Nights at Freddy's has been a hit since it launched in 2014, with players taking on the role of, of a security guard in a Chuck E. Cheese-style pizza arcade restaurant where homicidal possessed animatronics roam the halls in search of their next victims. So definitely, we'll definitely be watching out for that when that comes out here, of course, next year. Uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this yesterday. As Kevin Feig says, WandaVision will explore origins of Wanda's powers. When WandaVision drops in early January, it will look at the origin story of the Scarlet Witch's powers, according to Kevin Feige. The Marvel Studios head spoke with Empire Magazine recently and touched on some of the elements of the upcoming Disney Plus series, including how the show will explore Wanda as a character. If you look at the Infinity Saga, I don't think any single person has gone through more pain and trauma than Wanda Maximoff, said Feige. And no character seems to be as powerful as Wanda Maximoff, and no character has a power set that is as ill-defined and unexplored as Wanda Maximoff. He continues, so it seems exploring that would be worthwhile post-Avengers post, uh, Endgame. Who else, who else is aware of that power? Where did it come from? Did the Mind Stone unlock it? The new series will star Elizabeth Olsen, of course, as Wanda, Paul Bettany as Vision, Kat Dennings as Darcy Lewis, Randall Parker as FBI agent Jimmy Woo from, of course, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Teona Paris as the grown-up version of uh, Monica Rambo, and Catherine, and also Catherine Hahn. It'll be premiering on January 15th, and it's described as follows. Set in the 1950s, WandaVision will follow the story of Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany's superhero character Scarlet Witch and Vision. The series blends a style of classic sitcoms with the Marvel Cinematic Universe in which Wanda Maximoff and Vision, two superpowered beings living their ideal suburban lives, begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems. So we'll definitely be watching out for that when that comes out, of course, next, uh, comes out next year. <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas posted this story uh, yesterday as as set picks for the new Batman movie shows off uh, shows off a first peek at the uh, Batcave. Every Batman needs a Batcave, and set picks from Matt Reeves to Batman have given us our first peek at the latest cave. You can see pics on the link in the post on this page by the Daily Mail, which provide an aerial view of the film's Gotham City sets. That includes a top-down view of the Batcave's new exterior. The film was written and directed by Reeves and stars Robert Pattinson as Batman and Bruce Wayne, Zoe Kravitz as Selina Kyle, Paul Dano as Edward Nashton, Jeffrey Wright as the, as the GCPD's James Gordon, John Tuturo plays Carmine Falcone, Peter Skarsgård plays Gotham DA Gil Coulson, Jamie Lawson plays mayoral candidate Bella Real, Andy Serkis plays Alfred, and Colin Farrell plays Oswald Cobblepot. The film is a detective story that follows a series of murders that open up the history of corruption in Gotham and how Bruce's family is linked. It's set to open on March 4, 2022. Of course, a Daily Mail a celebrity Twitter account, of course, posted this yesterday, which with a picture, of course, uh, of, of what the set for Gotham City does look like. Definitely check that out there if you wish to uh, see here. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeremy Thomas posted this, of course, uh, yesterday as what's coming to Netflix in December, including uh, Jurassic Park, Mank, and The Ripper. Hmm. 
Uh, Netflix has announced a series of films that are arriving on the surface in October, including the Jurassic Park films, David Fincher's new film, Mank, and more. You can also see there's a full list right here on this page, which also includes the docuseries The River, Kung Fu Panda 2, the final season of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and more. Also announced have been several films leaving the service, have been several films leaving the service, such as the Back to the Future franchise, Cape Fear, the Indiana Jones films, and more. Uh, let's see here. Coming soon, of course, um, Arashi's Diary, Voyage, episode 18 through 20, a Netflix documentary. 20 years after their debut, join the beloved members of Arashi on a new journey as they showcase their lives, talents, and gifts to the world. Also, I believe the movie Funny Boy, available December the 1st, a Netflix film entitled Angela's Christmas Wish. A determined Angela makes makes a wish to reunite her family in time for Christmas, then launches a plan to find her way from Ireland to Australia. A Netflix original, The Holiday Movies That Made Us, unwrapped the real stories behind these iconic Christmas blockbusters thanks to insider interviews and behind-the-scenes peaks. Uh, Natalie Palmides, Nate, a one-man show, Netflix Comedy Central special, special, sorry. Meet Nate, your stereotypical masculine man just trying to be better. Executive produced by Amy Poehler, directed by Philip Burgess. Uh, uh, The the show follows an alpha male portrayed by Natalie Palmides, learning to express emotion and understand the rules of consent. The can-crushing act sealed in a special premiere globally on Netflix on December the 1st. Also, <coughs> Three Days to Kill from 2014, 51st Dates from 2004, A Thin Line Between Love and Hate from 1996, Angels and Demons from 2009, Are You the One, Seasons 1 and 2, The Vinci Code from 2006, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, the original from 1982, Effie Gray from 2014, Gormiti Season 1, 2018's The Happy Time Murders, Ink Master Seasons 1 and 2, Jurassic Park from 1993, Jurassic Park 3 from 2001, Kung Fu Panda 2 in 2011, Little Nicky from 2000, The Lost World Jurassic Park 1997, Monster House from 2006, Peppermint from 2018, Quigley Down Under from 1990, uh... Runaway Bride from 1999, Super Wings Season 3, Stargate SG-1 Seasons 1 through 10, Transformers Rescue Bots Academy Season 2, Tyler Perry's Medea Big Happy Family from 2011, and Why Did I Get Married from 2007. Available December the 2nd, uh, Alien Worlds, a Netflix documentary, uh, also another comedy special, Ari Eljarn, Pardon My Icelandic. Also, a Netflix film called Fierce, and a Netflix comedy special called, called Hazel Brueger Tropical. Available on December the 3rd, Netflix film entitled Break. Also, a Netflix family movie, Chico Bonbon and the Very Berry Holiday. And also, a Netflix film entitled Just Another Christmas. And I believe this, they also have this in another language. I couldn't be, even begin to try to pronounce it, so my apologies. Available December the 4th, Bog, Beanie Bog, a Netflix original. Also, another Netflix original, Big Mouth Season 4, Bombay Rose, a Netflix film. Captain Underpants, Mega Blissmas, a Netflix family film. Christmas Crossfire, uh, another Netflix film. The Great British Baking Show, Holiday Season 3, a Netflix original. Kings of Joburg Season 1, Layla Everlasting, a Netflix film. Mank, another Netflix film. Pokemon Journeys to Series Part 3, a Netflix family. Selena, the, the, the series, a Netflix original. Available December the 5th. Detention, a Netflix original. And Mighty Express, a Mighty Christmas, a Netflix family movie. Available December the 7th. Ava from this year. And also Manhunt, Deadly Games. Available December the 8th. Bobbleheads, the movie from this year. Also, a uh, Emicida M.R. Elo, forgive me if I mispronounced that, as a Netflix documentary. Love Struck in the City, 
and Mr. Iglesias Part 3, both Netflix originals. Uh, Spirit Riding Free, Ride Along Adventure, Netflix Family, as well as Super Monsters, Santa's Super Monster Helpers, also another Netflix family. And the movie Triple Nine from 2016, uh, available December the 9th. Uh, two Netflix family films, number one, Ashley Garcia, Genius, Genius in Love, Christmas, and The Big Show Show, Christmas. Yes, it is, of course, talking about The Big Show of WWE, of course. Uh, another Netflix film called Rose Island, a Netflix documentary called The Surgeon's Cut. Available December the 10th, Alice in Borderland, a Netflix original. December the 11th, A Trash Truck Christmas, a Netflix family. Canvas, a Netflix film. Giving Voice, a Netflix documentary. The Mess You Leave Behind, a Netflix original. And The Prom, another Netflix film. December 14th, available, A California Christmas Netflix film, which is a Netflix film. Hilda Season 2, a Netflix family. Tiny Pretty Things, Netflix original. Available December the 15th, Black Ink Crew, New York, Seasons 1 through 2. The Challenge, Seasons 10 and 13. Grizzlies from, 2000, from, from this year. The Professor and the Madman from last year. Uh, Pup Academy, Season 2. Song Exploder, Volume 2, a Netflix original. And Teen Mom 2, Seasons 1 through 2. Available December 16th, Anita made in uh, on a Rio, which is a Netflix documentary, plus another documentary, Break It All, The History of Rock in Latin America. Also, How the Ruined Christmas, uh, The Wedding, a Netflix original. Uh, Lee Daniels, The Butler from 2016. Nocturnal Animals from 2016. The Ripper, a Netflix documentary, Run On, a Netflix original. Uh, Verdas, Outside In, the Lockdown Special, Netflix original. Available December 17th, the movie Braven from 2018. Available December 18th, Guest House from this year, as well as Home for Christmas Season 2, a Netflix original. Uh, also, uh, Jeopardy Champion Run 5, Jeopardy Champion Run 6, Jeopardy Teachers Tournament, Jeopardy College Championship, and Jeopardy Tournament of Champions. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which was uh, which is a Netflix film. Sweet Home, which is a, which is a Netflix original. Available December 20th, Reese Nicholson Live at the Athene Athenium from last year. Uh, December 21st, The Con is On will be available that was from 2018. Uh, available December 22nd, after we collided, it came out this year. Also, London Hughes, The Catch a Dick, uh, which is a Netflix comedy special. Uh, Rhyme Time Town Sing Alongs, Netflix family uh, feature. Also, Sean the Sheep, The Farmer's Llamas, that came out this year. And Timmy, Timmy Time, season two. Available December 23rd, The Midnight Sky, a Netflix film, and Your Name Engraved Herein, another Netflix film. Uh, available on Christmas Day, uh, Bridgerton, a Netflix original. Available December 26th, uh, two Netflix films, Asphalt, Asphalt Burning and also DNA. Netflix Family, uh, Fast and Furious Spy Racer Season 3, Sahara. And Go Go Corey Carson season three, as well as the Magic School Bus ride, School Bus rides again in the zone, which is a Netflix family. Available December twenty seventh, Psycho and Magain season one. Available December twenty eighth, uh, Cops and Robbers, a Netflix film, and Rango movie Rango from two thousand eleven. Also December Dece also available Dece December twenty ninth. Dare Me Season 1, December 30th, Best Leftovers Ever, a Netflix original, as well as another Netflix original called Equinox, and also Netflix anime, Transformers, War for Cybertron Trilogy, Chapter 2, Earthrise. Also available at the end, at December 31st, Best of Stand-Up 2020, a Netflix comedy special, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Part 4, a Netflix original, 
Uh, here's some of the stuff that is leaving. Leaving on December the 1st, Heartbreakers from 2001 and The Lobster from 2015. Leaving December the 4th, Cabin Fever from 2016 and Dr. Seuss's The Grinch from 2018. Leaving December 5th, The Rum Diary from 2011. Leaving December 6th, The Secret from 2006. Leaving on December the 7th, Berlin, I Love You uh, from 2019 and The Art of the Steel from 2013. Leaving December the 8th, Sin Sino Si High Pariso, Seasons 1 through 3. Leaving December the 10th, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2 from 2018. Leaving December 14th, Heart of Dixie, season, Seasons 1 through 4. Leaving December 17th, IP Man 3 from 2015. Leaving December 22nd, uh, The Little Hours from 2017. Leaving on Christmas Eve, The West Wing seasons one through seven leaving december 25th spider-man into the spider-verse from 2018 leaving december 28th lawless from 2012 leaving on december 29th the autopsy of jane doe from 2016 leaving on december the 30th dexter dexter seasons one through eight also uh hell on wheel seasons one through five ip man from 20 2008 ip man 2 from 2010 and Nurse Jackie seasons one through seven. And there's a whole lot leaving at the end of the year. Airplane from 1980 and Education from 2009. Anna Karina from 2012. Baby Mama from 2008. All three of the Back to the Future movies um, from 85, 89, and 90. There you go. Bad Teacher from 2011. Barbershop from 2002. Being John Malkovich from 1999. Kate Fear from 91. Casper from 95. Charlie St. Cloud from 2010, Coneheads from 1993, Definitely Maybe from 2008, Dennis the Menace from 1993, Drugs, Inc., Season 6, The Dukes of Hazard from 2005, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind from 2004, Fargo from 1996, For Love or, or Money from 1993, Frida from 2002, Gossip Girl Seasons 1 through 6, Grand Hotel Seasons 1 through 3, Her from 2013, How the Grinch Stole Christmas from 2000, The Inbetweeners from Seasons 1 through 3, all four Indiana Jones movies, including The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, The Last Crusade, The Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Temple of Doom, The Interview from 2014, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events from 2004, Nacho Libre from 2006, Not Another Teen Movie from 2001, The Notebook from 2004, Octonauts seasons one through three, The Office seasons one through nine, Poltergeist from 1982, Pride and Prejudice from 2005, uh, Session 9, 2001, Splice from 2009, Starsky and Hutch from 2004, Superman Returns from 2006, The Town from 2010, Troy from 2004, War Games from 1993, and The Witches from 1990. Those, all those movies, ladies and gentlemen, are going to be leaving at the end of the year. We'll post this story, this particular story, ladies and gentlemen, in our, uh, in our, of course, uh, um, page, uh, WCWS uh, Entertainment Cavalcade here. So that's the case. Like I said, if you are, if you are, of course, are a subscriber or a fan of Netflix and all that, you can find out what's going to be coming up and what's going to be leaving uh, here really soon. Uh, our next story here actually came out yesterday also from Jeremy Thomas as Allison Bree says that she's a little pessimistic about the movie for, for the chances of being a movie based on Glow. There is a push among the fans and creators of Glow to get a movie wrap up for the season that never was, but Allison Bree isn't sure about its chances. As reported in early October, Netflix reversed the wrestling drama's four season renewal due to pandemic related issues. The cast has pushed for a film to close out the series, and Brie told the playlist of Fourth Wall Podcast that she supports the idea, but warned fans not to get their hopes get their hopes too high. I certainly think that that think a glow movie could tie everything up," said Brie. Our creators Liz Falhive and Carly Minch are incredible writers, and they're so devoted to these characters that they created. I think a movie would be a great way to wrap it up. I'm a little pessimistic about it actually happening just in light of everything that's going on this year. 
and how difficult it is to get anything back into production with, of course, the virus. And I'm also part of the community cast who's been trying to get a movie going for six years. So what I'm saying is don't hold your breath because if it does happen, it might take a minute. She continued, it's definitely a bummer. I'm going to miss playing with those incredible women and also Mark Marin and Chris Lowell. But, you know, we're so lucky. We're lucky that we got to make three, to me, the perfect seasons of, the sh- of a show. I love it so much, and it will live on Netflix forever so people can still check it out. The show was a critical hit for Netflix and did good numbers, but the in filming from the pandemic combined with the additions of virus safety precautions to what was already an expensive show pushed it to an unprofitable level, which led to the streamer decide not to move ahead. Of course, that's a darn shame, but of course, you, I can pretty much right now at this point give a crap about the pandemic. This is my opinion. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Monday uh, as HBO Max reveals uh, Starfire's costume for Titans Season 3. Starfire will finally get an, un- an official uniform in Titan- Titans Season 3. HBO Max has revealed the first look at it. Uh, the, the streaming platform released the first photo of Anna Diop in the uniform, which you can check out below, along with concept art from Gina D. Domenico. The costume was designed by Laura Jean Shannon and is the first ever physical superhero costume created for Starfire. Diop stars in the series alongside Brenton Thwaites as Dick Grayson slash Nightwing, Tegan Croft as Rachel Roth or Raven, Ryan Potter as Gar Logan or Beast Boy, Connor Leslie as Donna Troy or Wonder Girl, Karen Walters as Jason Todd or the Red Hood, and Joshua Orpin as Hank Hall or, of course, he's known as Hawk, uh, Minka Kelly as Don Granger or Dove, and Demarius Lewis as Blackfire. The series aired its first two seasons on DC Universe but have since moved on to HBO Max where they were there. They are available for streaming. Season 3 is set to come out at an unreleased date. Of course, like I said, you definitely check out her uniform. uniform looks really hot there, folks. So definitely check that out there indeed. Uh, another story that came out, I believe it came out yesterday. Uh, uh, Jeremy Thomas has it as NBC begins production on the show Young Rock. NBC has begun filming on their new Young Rock sitcom, of course, based on the life of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Universal Television announced on Monday per deadline that the series has begun filming at Screen Queensland Studios in Australia and will shoot at additional locales in and around Brisbane and southeast Queensland, Australia. The series has an 11-episode first season order and will debut at mid-season. Johnson will appear in all episodes of the show, which stars Adrian Grohl, Bradley Constant, and Yulai Latukifu, as Johnson in various stages of his life, 10, 15, and 18 through 20, respectively. Stacy Lalua will set to play Johnson's mother, Ida, while Joseph Lee Anderson will play Rocky Johnson, and Anna Tusilla plays Leah Maivia, um, who is Ida's mother and Dwayne's grandmother. The series will be executive produced by Nahachika Khan, as well as, as, well as uh, The Rock himself, also Jeff Chang, Danny Garcia, Hiram Garcia, Brian Gerwitz, and Jennifer Carreras. Jeffrey Walker serves as producer, director, co-executive producer for the series, which is written by Khan, who did Fresh Off the Boat, and, and also Chang. The show is described as, as follows. From growing up in a strong, resilient family to being surrounded by the wild characters of his professional wrestling family, playing football at the University of Miami, the show will explore the crazy roller coaster that has shaped Dwayne into the man he is today and the larger-than-life characters he's met along the way. So definitely check that out here, folks, if you can't wait to see. Uh, can't wait to, of course, see this new series, of course, based on the life of The Rock. And one more before we go into our pop culture history and birthdays. Joseph Lee posted this story I do believe on Saturday, but I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, as Black Lightning will is set to end with its fourth season. Deadline reports that the CW series Black Lightning will end after its upcoming fourth season, which will premiere early next year. This comes after the announcement of a spinoff called Painkiller, 
which will star Jordan Calloway. The episode focusing on that character will air during the final season of Black Lightning. The Departing Show's executive producer and showrunner Salem Akio will write, direct, and executive produce the new series. Black Lightning will be the second DC show to end on the CW this year, this season after Supergirl. And of course, you know, Arrow wrapped up last season. Akio said in a statement, when we first started the Black Lightning journey, I knew that Jefferson Pierce and his family are powerful. Uh, black women would be a unique addition to the superhero genre. The love that, that Bleers and all comic book fans all around the globe have shown this series over the last uh, three three seasons proved what we imagine. African-American folks want to see themselves in all their complexities. Thank you to the phenomenal cast, writers, and crew. Without whom none of this would have been possible. I'm incredibly pr- pr- proud of the work we've been able to do and the moments we've been able to create in bringing DC's first African-American family of superheroes to life for the culture. I'm very grateful to Peter Roth, Warner Brothers TV, Mark Pedowitz, the CW Network, and Greg Berlanti for their partnership and support in, uh, of my vision at every step of this journey. While season four may be the end of one journey, I'm extremely, I'm extremely excited to usher in a new chapter and continue collaboration with the CW as we tell the story of Painkiller. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it right there with uh, some pop culture news and views here, of course, courtesy of our friends of. <clears throat> Of, of course, uh, 411mania.com. Before we get up, of course, our pop culture history and birthdays, let me go ahead and give you this, give you this, uh, one, give you this uh, uh, quick lead in here. 1605-562-0444, caller ID of 141387-pound. This is, of course, episode 229 of WCWS Outside the Ropes. It is, of course, uh, Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. 2020. It is 6.55 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the day before Thanksgiving. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle. Of course, I'm sure are are checking out both NXT and AEW Dynamite here, even as we speak. And, of course, speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, just a quick reminder, be sure to join us for episode number 916 of Revolution coming up at 9 o'clock. As we, of course, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, we will also be talking about, of course, the remaining three matches from this past Sunday Survivor Series, which, which of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, will be, of course, the men's and the women's uh, Survivor Series elimination matches, as well as the dual brand Battle Royal. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get you, we'll get you as many of the results as we possibly can for both AEW and also NXT here. So be sure to, of course, let us know here. Let, be sure to, of course, join us for that. One three eight zero five five pound coming up here. Uh, coming up here, of course, like we said, at nine o'clock, which is about another two hours. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go into our wrestling history. I mean, our pop culture history and birthdays here for today, November the twenty fifth. As we first start off, of course, on this date here in TV and movie uh, history here. On this date in 1947, the first systematic Hollywood blacklist is instituted, denying employment to American entertainment professionals due to alleged communist ties or sympathies. Today in 1948, King TV, Channel 5 in Seattle, Washington, was an NBC affiliate, begins broadcasting. Today in 1960, Amos and Andy made its last broadcast on CBS radio. Also in the state in 1960, CBS ends... Its last four radio soap operas, including Ma Perkins, Right to Happiness, Young Dr. Malone, and Second Mrs. Burton, and cancels four other series. On the day in 1962, WBJA, now WMGC, TV Channel 34, in Binghamton, New York, which is an ABC affiliate, has its first broadcast. On the day in 1968, the 15th National Film Awards in India, Haiti Bazari wins the, gold, the Golden Lotus. On the day in 1996, after 24 years, Disneyland Main Street Electrical Parade officially ends. On the day in 2013, Disney releases the original motion picture soundtrack to the movie Frozen. It wins the Grammy Award for Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media in 2015, and it was a 2014 Billboard Album of the Year. One birthday to, of course, talk about here, ladies and gentlemen. We wish a happy 49th birthday 
You might remember her as Kelly Bundy from uh, Married with Children. Um, and also, I think she's done several other series since that time. But Christina Applegate today turns 49 years old today. And also, uh, uh, also another passing, ladies and gentlemen, um, um, uh, Bill Robinson. Let me let me check that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, passed away on passed by on this date. I believe believe around the age of seventy one years old. So. <clears throat> so. Two weddings to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, on the day in 1923. Uh, Film director Frank Capra, who was 26 at the time, weds actress Helen Howell in San Francisco. And on the day in 1987, uh, Phil Hartman, of course, best known for Saturday Night Live and The Simpsons, who was 39 at the time, weds former model Bryn Omdahl. That's the best way I can pronounce that. My apologies. On the day in 2002, one divorce to talk about. Nicholas Cage, who was 38 at the time, files for divorce from the princess of rock and roll, Lisa Marie Presley, of course, the daughter of Elvis, who was 34 at the time, due to irreconcilable differences after only three months of marriage. Let's go now to, of course, on this date in the world of music. Uh, we go all the way back here, ladies and gentlemen, to the year 1847. The opera called Marta is produced in Vienna. 1902, France Lehar's opera Wiener Frown premieres also in Vienna. I want to say 1907, Jules Massenet's opera uh, Ties has its first American performance in New York. I want to say 1949, the song Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer appears on the music charts for the first time. I want to say 1950, Tickets Please closes at Coronet Theater in New York City. After 245 performances, I'll say 1953, Guys and Dolls closes at 46th Street Theater in New York City after 1,200 performances. I'll say 1955, Walter Piston's Sixth Symphony premieres. And also in 1959, Once Upon a Mattress opens at Alvin Theater, New York City and, and has 460 performances. Some birthdays on this date, ladies and gentlemen. 1734, Johann Friedrich Wilhelm Winkel, who was a composer from Germany, was born in, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce the name of the city, my, my, my apologies, Nor Nordhausen, Germany. He sadly passed away in 1792. On this date in 1737, Christian Friedrich Penzel, who was also a musician and composer from Germany, was born in uh, Auslands, Germany. He passed away in the year 1801. On this day in 1741, Johann Christian Fritschmuth, a composer from Germany, was born in Schwabenhausen, Germany. He passed away in the year 1790. And on this day in 1752, Johann Friedrich Reichard, who was a composer in Germany, was born in Kongsberg, East Prussia. He passes away in the year 1814. Of course, we did say that Bill Robinson, I believe he was also a, I guess, I guess he was also a, a, a dancer here. He, uh, he, of course, like I said, passed away around the age of 71. And also, of course, a divorce about Nicolas Cage to uh, Elvis's daughter, Lisa Marie, after only three months of marriage on this day in 2002. And also, ladies and gentlemen, let's go here to your, uh, in the world of sports right here on this day here. 1908, Dorando Pietri of IT beats Johnny Hayes of the U.S. in Madison Square Garden Marathon by 60 yards. 1911, CFL Grey Cup, Varsity Stadium, Toronto. The UT Blues win three straight title, beat, beats the Toronto Argonauts 14-7. On this day in 1911, Australian Australia, Australia Championships, Men's Tennis in Melbourne, 1907, Wimbledon champion Norman Brooks of Australia beats countryman Horace Rice 6'1", 6'2", 6'3". 1930, Sporting News picks Bill Terry as National League MVP 
and Joe Cronin as American League MVP. 1940 football team, University of Michigan, retires Tom Harmon's number 98 jersey. On this date in 1941, Lou Boudreau, who was 24 at the time, becomes a player manager of the Cleveland Indians. On this date in 1944, 32nd CFL Grey Cup Montreal, uh, HMCS defeat the Hamilton Flying Wildcats 7-6. And on this date in 1949, Ted Williams wins the American League MVP. Uh, on uh, some, bir- some uh, uh, birthdays here, folks. Uh, let's see here. Uh, football and NASCAR football coach and uh, NASCAR owner Joe Gibbs celebrates an 80th birthday here today. Uh, let's see here. Um, sorry about that. Give me just one second here, folks. Uh, Eddie Shore today will turn 118 years old. And and legendary bat- baseball player Joe DiMaggio would have turned. Hold on one second. I just had it. Sorry about that here, folks. Would have turned 106 years old here today. And also, uh, uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis uh, passed away on this date in the year uh, ni- 1944. Uh, he was, let's see, uh, he, would have, he, he was about 78 years old when he passed away. And one wedding to talk about in the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, in the state of 1961, uh, race, race, car, race, race car driver Mario Andretti, who was 21 at the time, weds his high school sweetheart, Deanne Hawk, who was 19 at the time. <clears throat> so there you have it there, ladies and gentlemen, with, of course, your uh, pop culture, history, and birthdays here, of course, here uh, for this evening. Uh, <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Okay, uh, now let's go back to 411mania.com and get you get you up to date on several uh, wrestling stories, or wrestling news tidbits here. Of course, we'll definitely read some of these stories on uh, Revolution uh, on Revolution 900 and <clears throat> uh, 916. Of course, a little bit later here in the evening. Uh, one story, of course, having to do with. Uh, AEW Dynamite, Jeremy Thomas posted this here today, uh, as FTR is returning on tonight's edition on AEW Dynamite. FTR will be back, of course, on Dynamite this week for the first time since they lost AEW World Tag Team titles. Dax Harwood took to Twitter on Wednesday and announced that he and Cash Wheeler will return on tonight's episode. This will be their first appearance since they were defeated by the Young Bucks with tag team titles at AEW Full Gear earlier this month. Harwood wrote the following. Tonight on hashtag AEW Dynamite, we make our return following what is considered one of the greatest tag team matches in U.S. history. We've done some soul searching. At first, this was business. Now, our business is personal. Top to bottom, everyone should fear the revelation. The full announced card for tonight's AEW Dynamite is, uh, is as follows. The AEW Women's World title is on the line as Hikaru Shida will defend against Anna Jay. Also, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager will take on SCU. Hangman Page will take on John Silver. Uh, will Dobbs against opponent is yet to be decided. Pop PAC and Ray Phoenix will take on the Butcher and the Blade. Top Flight will take on the Hybrid 2. Also, the AEW World Title Contract signing. 
between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. And as we said, FTR will be making their return. And of course, as we said, of course, Dax of FTR did post something on Twitter earlier here today, <clears throat> as we just read. Uh, Jeremy Thomas has some story here from, of course, uh, some WWE news right here. As Rhea Ripley's segment is set for tonight's edition of NXT. And, and of course, Undertaker and Steve Austin tried WWE's Undertaker wine. Uh, Rhea Ripley is set for an appearance on tonight's NXT to discuss her loss to Io Shirai last week. WWE sent an email per FIFA with an updated card, which noted that Ripley will address NXT Universe following her NXT Women's Championship loss to Io Shirai last Wednesday. An extra from Sunday's Broken Skull Sessions featuring The Undertaker is online with Taker and Steve Austin trying some WWE Wines Undertaker 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon. Of course, it says The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin sampled The Undertaker 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon recently introduced by WWE Wines. Of course, there's a video, of course, on this here, folks, if you want to, of course, check that out here. Uh, the bottle looks kind of slick. Uh, if you want to take a, take a gander at this story right here. Uh, let's see. Joseph Lee, of course, posted this story. Uh, of course, as Mike Bennett discusses his ROH return, saying, of course, people have forgotten what I can do. In the first ever installment of Trending with Taven, Mike Bennett spoke about his recent return to Ring of Honor, which saw him reunite with Matt Taven. Here are some highlights. On who he is for newer fans, Mike Bennett says, You know, it's funny. I've been doing this a long time. I've been wrestling a very, very long time. And for some reason over the last five years, that's kind of gone by the wayside. People seem to have forgotten exactly what Mike Bennett can do, exactly who Mike, ben Mike Bennett is. Let me make that perfectly clear right now. My name is Mike Bennett. And I'm, I'm a professional wrestler. I've been a professional wrestler for 20 years. I didn't just show up the other day. I haven't been doing this for five years. I've been doing this since I was 15 years old. I signed with Ring of Honor in 2011. I was here for five years. I've been to New Japan. I've, I've been all over the world. Me and you, we won ROH tag team titles. We won IWGP tag team titles. We've done everything together. On why he returned, Mike Bennett says, Coming back, I've noticed like I'm a big fan of the sport of professional wrestling. I'm a student. I'm a fan. So I've been watching Ring of Honor for as long as I can remember. And especially when I left, I kept tabs on, on Taven. I always kept tabs on you because that's what friends do. That's what family does. The one thing that just kept kept coming back to me was there was something missing. That there's something not there. There's something I feel like I can help you. I can help with. And it wasn't because you weren't getting it done in the ring. It wasn't because you weren't getting it done in the gym. It was anything. Anything else except the fact you needed someone to have your back. And I made sure I had your back. Uh, Joseph Lee also has this story here. As the Young Bucks was asked, actually Young Bucks say that they do not watch NXT. Hmm. In an interview with Wrestling Inc., the Young Bucks said that they do not watch WWE NXT due to the tunnel vision they have with their own product. Here are some highlights. Nick, on the time period they got big in the business, he says, maybe so. What's funny, though, is that it didn't really feel like an indie boom period at that time specifically in California, because a lot of people from California will say the same thing. They'll say, get out of California if you want to make it in wrestling. And we always heard as young wrestlers, and it actually scared us because we're like, man, really, did we have did we have to move somewhere? And we never wanted to because we're California boys. And so it was like, man, how do we get out of California to make it? And luckily we got a break, and we went to Japan for the very first time in 2009. So it actually took us quite a few years to get a small break to get out of California Again, out of California actually helped our career more. I would say the indie boom period actually came a bit later after that. Matt on their pay at the time, he says, I remember it being kind of a being a, being kind of a cold period. There was no money in wrestling, zero money. We're talking but we're talking about in the book where I remember how blown away we were when Generico told us how much money he was making. I don't remember what the number was. It was like $25,000 a year. I remember like, what? We're making $25 a match. That shows you how bad it was. There was no money. I remember at times thinking that 
thinking, is this impractical for me to be thinking about doing a career with this because there's no money here? If I ever want to make money, I have to go to the WWE. As we know, we kind of find out in the in the book also, when we were extras, we realized quickly, man, I don't really know if I want to work there. We always felt like we were almost running out of options and we were going to do this for a living. At one point, our goal was to be able to do this for a living and be able to support ourselves and our families. Eventually, down the line, we had when we, when we had families, but that was the goal. If I can do this as a job, that would be great. I never thought of superstarting. I never thought of being on TV and being famous and selling thousands of T-shirts and all that stuff. That sort of just came later. And if you had told me 10 years ago and we were struggling on impact that we would be where we are today, I would go, no way. So even 10 years ago, it didn't look real. Matt, on if they watch your competition, on their competition, he says, I forget that they have shows. It's tunnel vision to our own product. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's another show tonight. That's right. And that's the mentality of Dynamite and AEW is we never wanted to know what that show was doing because we feel like if we do know, then it might screw up our brains and our minds on how we book things as well. So we never wanted to get caught up in any of that. And one more story here, ladies and gentlemen. I do have another version of this next this next story on the Revolution Radio Facebook page, but I'm going to go ahead and read it right here. It was posted yesterday. Uh, Blake Lavelle has this story. As WWE actually files a new trademark for Dean Ambrose. I talked about a little bit of this on Revolution last night, but I'll go and talk about it again. Well, while John Moxley is currently preparing for his AW World Title match against Kenny Omega on the, on the December 2nd edition of AW Dynamite, WWE has filed a new trademark for his old character with the company. The company filed the, for the trademark Dean Ambrose on October the 8th. And of course, I won't go through all the details, of course, uh, uh, because y'all, everyone knows about, we've, we've read those many, many times on the show before. PW Insider also notes that WWE had its already registered trademark for Dean Ambrose canceled back in August after the company didn't file a declaration to maintain the registration moving forward. In the other story, of course, they actually they said that Moxley was contacted by WWE. Um, and apparently, that it, it, I think in, in the other story, I think it said something about that it was clear for them to do so. So apparently, ladies and gentlemen, that that's apparently it seems like that they're going to possibly go through with that here at some point here down the road. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end it here a little bit earlier tonight, of course, with this being, of course, the day before Thanksgiving. We're going to end it here a little bit early here this evening. Uh, <clears throat> so that way, of course, like I said, we can all get prepped for tonight's edition of Revolution and, of course, also get prepped for, of course, the Thanksgiving holiday, of course, or tomorrow. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, it is going to be a tad different. Yes, I do realize and understand that. I'm sure probably Christmas Day which is of course a, a month away from a month away from the day is pretty much going to probably be the same premise, the same concept. But here, here is, here is the bottom line here, ladies and gentlemen. All we just simply just need to do is just have a little bit of faith that, despite you know them saying you know that, that you shouldn't have that you shouldn't have a a large group of people, of course. Uh, you know, be, be around each other and all that because it might kind of, it might kind of speed up the virus a little bit here and there. Uh, but nevertheless, here, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> like I said, the good Lord, like I said, you know, has been, I'm sure has, has also been watching this very, very carefully. And I'm sure that he is, he is I'm sure coming up with the best way he possibly can to try to keep us all, to keep us all safe from this deadly from this deadly virus, and and and, and I'm sure nothing, of course, over, gets over our, our Lord, Lord, Lord Almighty, our Savior. But like I said, he he is, of course, continuing to watch over everyone here in the here here in this world, and of course, keeping those families of those who have lost loved ones because of this pandemic. You know, closely knit together, closely tied together, because they know that they need all the love and strength in the world, and especially with what's been going on here with our own government and all that. For some odd reason, uh, not granted anything else in terms of being able to do anything to help our, to help, to help these families out in terms of, uh, in terms, in terms of course, uh, 
you know, getting anything done as far as, of course, a lot of people are trying their best to find work. A lot of people are trying their best, you know, to, um, you know, they didn't ask for all this to happen. But, and, and, and they're ultimately paying the price, and our people in Washington, D.C., apparently acting like they don't really care about anything as long as they're, as long as they are, you know, as, as long as they're safe and all that, they don't give a darn about anybody else outside their own walls. And, of course, we've seen that here big time here, of course, obviously with Trump and Pelosi and McConnell and Mnuchin and all these other people. I mean, there's a lot of people here that like it. These people are need to be the ones that really have this. They should have had something once again done a few months ago, but they apparently were worried about other things that was going on, of course, in this world and all that, and they want to see the results for that before they would go and try to help out the people. And the, and what and what like some of the stuff they were asking for and all that while it may be crucial and critical and important they could they could they could hold back on some of on a lot of that and make the people the number one priority that should have been the number one priority all along and I'm sure that's probably above all else another reason why Trump ended up losing this election and all that because because Trump like I said was more worried about was more worried about like I said you know even going so far as nominating a brand new Supreme Court justice. And I'm pretty certain that possibly that this person here, of course, like I said, is, is probably along those lines and not really giving, not really caring or giving a darn about, like I said, uh, about, about, you know, not really just, like I said, doing a, doing anything, of course, to help the people. It's not benefiting the people at all if they nominate a Supreme Court justice. I mean, what, what it will help the people is that, like I said, they're, they're in trouble, they are hurting, and whatever the government has lined up, whatever they can do, they can agree to do one tiny little thing for the meantime and then work on some more preliminary stuff later. Then, you know, then you can worry about all this other little stuff and all that once we get rid of this get rid of this virus. That should be the only thing, number one thing, that should be above all else. You know, why that should be the number one thing, you know, that that they should be worried about. But obviously they're not they're not going to do that. And we have to wait until after Thanksgiving for them to come back and really do something. This government's about the government's about ready to be shut down back on coming up on the eleventh of December if they don't do something soon. We're all going to be in trouble. So, and so, like I said, I mean, and of course, like I said, we've here we've heard what President elect Biden is going to do. The question is, is he going? Is he going to live up to it? We're going to, have to wait and see what happens. So, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you very much for listening to episode 229 of WWS Outside of the Ropes. Of course, as we always say, of course, be sure to check out all of our groups. Of course, here in the WWS stable of groups on Facebook. Check out, of course, everything from Entertainment Cavalcade, Sports Roundup, Game Show Alley, uh, Motor Week Retro Review, Cards of the Past, as well as, of course, Power Rangers, Protecting the Power. Also, of course, uh, our tribute groups to Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, as well as, of course, Whose Line Is It Anyway. Also, ladies and gentlemen, check out our wrestling tribute groups. We've posted a lot of great wrestling uh, action, of course. Also, the video vault where we have a lot of great uh, miscellaneous uh, wrestling matches and promos. Of course, a lot of it here recently has to do has had to do with, of course, the Undertaker Survivor Series, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and a few other little things in between. Even we got some uh, uh, full blown episodes of Mid South Wrestling from back around 1982. So be sure to definitely check that out here, of course, as well. Um, and of course, so much more, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to also women of WCWS, where we have, of course, our uh, for our female wrestling fans who want to see some classic wrestling, ladies wrestling action. Of course, classic and current. Uh, definitely, of course, take it, do a uh, look, look, check all that out there as well. You'll definitely enjoy seeing every single bit of that there, indeed. On that note, here, folks, we thank you very much for listening. We'll be back on here, of course, coming up here in about an hour and a half. For episode number 916 of WCW US Revolution. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening. 
Since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCW US Radio Network. Take care and God bless. We'll talk at you on Revolution at 9 o'clock. Have a good evening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.